Welcome to the ninth episode of Mod Pod, where our motto is all tea, no shade. So on today's episode, we're going to get into some things, but first, we always have the announcement. The first announcement is, they don't let Gamma Rope out the cage. It's like, if you know me, then you know that I love me some Gamma Rope, like, I love Gamma Rose Spring 19 with everything in me, but Gamma Rose Spring 20 are them girls, and it's just that's just that. Like, there's nothing else to say except Gamma Rose Spring 20 are those girls. Um, so if you know anybody who is uh, a part of Gamma Rose Spring 20, wish them congratulations. Tell them that you're a part of them uh, because, baby, it's I'm coming. Next, we have the end of the semester. So, um, I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad it's over because I was tired of doing all that work. Literally, um, I'm just going to pray for the best. I hope I get a lot of A's, but if I don't, then P's definitely get, uh, P's definitely get degrees. So, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, next, we have, you guys still are following me on social media. So, I'm going to say it again so y'all can follow me. My Instagram is J-A-M-A-R-E-O-U-S dot T. My Twitter is J-A-M-A-R-E-O-U-S underscore T. And my Snapchat is J-A-M-A-R-E-O-U-S. And now I will let my good sis, Miss Maya Renee, introduce herself. Hey everyone, I am Maya Westbrook. I am a junior political science major from Memphis, Tennessee. And a fun fact about me, um, I am a military brat, so I grew up on military bases. But yeah, that's me. Period. We love to see it. Um, for y'all who don't know, Maya, me and, okay, me and Maya just became friends like maybe six months ago. And at this point, we're kind of doing that thing. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, like this is just one of my really, really, really good friends. Like, literally, if you be around either one of us or both of us, then we are literally the same person, except she from Memphis and I'm from Columbia. Like, we are twins. That's it. That's all. That's all. <laughs> Like, literally, that's it, that's all. Um, so, yeah, like, I really just love me some Maya, and I know Maya love her some me. I love me some Maya. Like, how could you not? Like, Auntie, like, Auntie, no shade, like, be real. But one, fa- one fun fact about my sis, she is a tourist, and it's tourist season, so we gonna, we gonna get to it. So, Maya, being a tourist son... What is one trait um, about Taurus people that you feel like people should know? One trait about Taurus people that I'm pretty sure everyone should know by now, but if you don't know, let me inform you that we are stubborn. It's, mm. <laughs> it's always or the highway. Like, literally, we believe that we always know what's best, and nine times out of ten, we are correct. That's true. So we are we're just very stubborn nature and yeah, it we just want it the way we want it and that's just how we have to have it. Period. 
Um, another and my fact fact check me if I'm wrong, but one thing about them tourist people, they love them some food, they love to eat. Period. It, it's like don't get me wrong, tourist people, they'll eat fast food. You know, they'll eat you know things that like be in the cab or things that you know like I wouldn't say that's not of luxury, but that's not of luxury. But they love to fine dine. They love those expensive meals. They love those meals that, you know, um, people don't necessarily eat. They love trying new foods. Um, tourist people, I, I don't know. It's just something about food and tourist people. And it's just like, I got to have, it's like, I got to, I got to try this new food. Or I got to, I just, they love to eat, baby. When I say eating, it's like, if it was a hobby, they would be in first place. No shade. If it was a sport, we would be the winners. No, literally. Every time. So, what's another fact that people should know about the tourists? The bull. Um, another fact is we enjoy our own like personal time, our own personal space. Um, we are social beings. We definitely do mesh well with people, and we do like social things to a certain extent. A certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing beats the comfort of being alone and just being able to really just be by yourself that's literally mm-hmm. the best feeling to a tourist like period i love yeah. to be alone yes like all my tourist friends i know like don't get me wrong they love to go out they love to have fun but it's something about being in that room in that bed like literally quarantine is bad for people who feed off of social interactions like the gemini and the leo before like the tourists and the cancer people oh they are eating this up they are like you know what i'm gonna take this time to enjoy myself to enjoy my environment to watch my shows to eat my food to be all alone they are living for this moment and i'm happy for them because who knows when they'll ever get a moment like this ever again if they ever get a moment like this again so they are soaking this up and they are really enjoying their downtime. So I'm happy for the tourists. Another another fact about tourists that a lot of people may not know. Um, tourist people are what I tell you so loyal. Like if you find a a disloyal tourist, please point them to me so I can literally see it for myself. Tourist people are loyal in a sense to where it's not like Scorpio loyalty. So when it comes to Scorpio loyalty, it's like, I'ma be nice to you because, or I'ma like you, or I'ma, or I'ma do this for you because, because basically you'll have you'll have to owe me something, or you know, um, or something like that. But when it comes to choice, it's like, okay, I'm going to be loyal to you. I'm going to love you because you are you. I'm going to be loyal to you. I'm going to love you because you are a nice person you are a genuine person tourist people don't typically expect anything in return uh anything tangible at least at least if they are going to expect anything it's going to be your love your um your validation your um your appreciation but it's not gonna be like okay i'm loving you so i expect a you know a 500 watch or i'm loving you so i expect you to take me here 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 no it's like tourist people love just because they love that's true period is there anything else that you want to say about tourist people? Um, really to just piggyback off of the loyalty thing, 
a lot of people don't know the reason why we are so loyal is because we love stability we hate change oh, that's true that is true so when it comes to having multiple different partners or talking to multiple different people we don't do we well that. that we like to have one stable person one stable relationship and that's just that so that's why you'll never catch us like cheating or like having other stuff going on because that's just like we don't like that unbalancedness like we like to be in stable like stable environments that's how we thrive otherwise it'd be chaos no literally um i know of course people that i know they it oh y'all i'm telling y'all and I, I really want to try to go and see if I can find people who are Taurus people or they have Taurus in like Mercury Merc- no, not Mercury uh, Taurus in Venus, Venus is the planet of love these are the people who got like that one ex or or they can currently still be with them um, <laughs> that person ain't going nowhere um, even if even if that person do think they're going somewhere um, that person could be in a whole nother relationship or that person could be I don't even know like that person could be who knows but them towards people oh it's in that oh when he break up with her he gonna be back with me or um I don't know why he's been playing with himself like this because he know he loved me like <laughs> not even trying to sound psychotic but this is really that's what it. goes on in their head that's really it like period like all jokes aside like Taurus people are very wild. Like they are very, um, they that like I'm telling you, like they don't cheat. Like she said, like they are very, very stable people. Um, like honestly, no, I'm not even gonna say what I'm Basically, if you get loved by a Taurus person, you are loved. Like that's a deep love. That's like a if you need anything, I got you. That's a you know, regardless of what's going on, I'm going to be here for you. Like, that is love. Um, so, if you are, if you have a tourist spouse, or uh, you're in a relationship with a tourist, or you're thinking about getting a relationship with a tourist, um, you should know that uh, if they love you, like, if they like you, that's one thing, because tourist people like a lot of people. But if they love you, oh, you, I hope you got a ring picked out, because um, y'all get married, child. But no, I'll just decide. Another thing about the tourists that I really think um, people don't know how dedicated they are. Oh, yeah. Tourists are some of the most, like, never, ever, ever in your life tell a tourist person what they cannot do because they are going, like, they take ded- dedication is like a whole nother level with tourists because they love stability. They place themselves in the right, um, in the right positions to where they will be able to accomplish most of their goals. Um, I know one of my friends is at, she's a tourist. Um, she has planned out the rest of her college tenure, um, and she plans on graduating a semester early. Like she has planned out her college tenure. Is that from me? <laughs> That's that's you. I didn't know if you want me to let you know. Because that's that's definitely me. I have all of my classes for the rest of my years here. Literally, like I've I've literally seen it. Like not (laughs) only the class, but like the schedule, like the time, (laughs) the teacher, the schedule. Like I don't think y'all understand. Like so, whenever Maya does decide to go to grad school, 
she's going to be well prepared because not only has she if she can prepare a schedule for the rest of her college team I know she's ready for anything else that'll come her way um in the grad force so the grad force the grad um I don't know grad school girl I don't know <laughs> but yeah so is there anything else you want to add before we change the topic no I think we hit all the points oh speaking of this let me tell you how dumb like because me, like, I don't think I understand. Me and Maya talk, if not every day, every other day. We talk a lot. So when I was planning out my episodes, I was like, ooh, I'm going to get Maya on this day because it's going to be, like, around the time where tourist season just began. My my uh, my uh supporters are going to love this. The Maya squad going to really like this. Y'all, I was supposed to do this episode last week. <laughs> I'm a dummy. <laughs> so it's okay. It's okay, y'all. We still in tourist season, so it really don't matter. Um, but I am a dummy. I will give you that. Look, we still um, rocking though. We rocking like this is it. Like Michael Jackson, this is it. But no shade. Um. So next we will have why the youth should go to HBCU. Um, for those who don't know, I am a huge, 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 huge HBCU activist, and um, I'm gonna let Maya speak for herself on this topic. Yes, very big HBCU activist. Um, very big anything pro-black activist, period. Period. Very, very big. So, um, why do you think the youth, the black youth specifically, should come to HBCU? Um, so, personally, I believe that all African-American students should attend HBCUs because mm-hmm. we have... I mean, people have probably heard this time and time again, but we have the rest of our lives to be a part of the minority. So Mm -hmm. to have access to these institutions that are formed basically to cater to us and to cater to our needs and to offer us with experiences and opportunities that'll get us to the next level, that's something that all African-American students should have. Like, we don't... Right. We... In an HBCU, you don't have to strive and work as hard to make your own space as you would at a PWI. Right. And I'm not down in those spaces because that is a good thing to have when you're at institutions where you're numbered. But right. why be in an area where you're numbered and your access and your resources are limited when you can come to something that is made especially for you? Right. To me, it just makes a lot more sense to go to an HBCU and get the same exact education, get the same exact degree that is mm-hmm. going to mean the same exact thing as a PWI degree. Literally. Literally. Um, I know for me, so I grew up, I went to a, I went to the same school all my life. So I went to a, I went to a K through 12 school. I don't know if a lot of people know that. But um I went to the whole I went to that school my whole life. It was a very small school. Um, it was a majority black school. And during when I was home, um we had the best grades, we had the worst rep. And we were just we was known as a ghetto school. And you know, it didn't really bother me that we were known as that, but it's the fact that people will make it seem like because we're majority black we were less than and that's not the case so um my high school even though it was majority black never encouraged me to go to an hbcu the reason i go to hbcu 
because I made it my mission. I made it, um, I made my own. I'm like, okay, I gotta go learn about these foods. Like, I have to go research about these foods. Um, because my aunt actually went to Jackson State University, which is a big reason why I go to Jackson State University. And my and my granny went to Alcorn. It's like my mom and my brother. And it was like so many people went to these schools. And, you know, I knew my when my brother went to Alcorn, that he went to Alcorn. But I thought every college was at, like, Alcorn. Like, I thought every college had all these black students, you know, enjoying each other and all this other type of stuff. But that's not the case. Like, the case is some schools are um, PWIs. And nothing, like she said, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's something about being around black people, experiencing black culture. Like, it's just, it's nothing like hearing DJT money on a Friday. (laughs) It's nothing like going um, going to a hot spot. It's like it's like nothing going to a homecoming step show. It's nothing like going to orientation for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like staying up late on the plaza. It's nothing like having a space for your own anywhere you are. Like I don't have to go to the student center to have a space for my own. I don't have to stay in my dorm for me and my friends to be black unapologetically. Yeah. I don't have to, you know, it, I don't have to like hide who I am to make other people comfortable. Not saying people at these institutions do, but I'm just speaking off of my experience because this is the only experience I have to speak off of. So for me, I believe that HBCUs are important because like Mike said, like I grew up we have the rest of our lives with minorities. Like it's people who are graduating from Jackson State going to Fortune 500 companies um, who are going to be surrounded by um, you know, pe- who, people who may not be people of color. Um, I know when I went to a conference, um, when we played Tennessee State, we went to Memphis, we went to the FedEx conference, and we were the people on the panel that was talking to the people um, who went to the conference. They were telling us all about um, how it feels to be a black person in a um, predominantly white uh, environment, how it feels to be a black woman to be in a predominantly white environment. Just how does it feel to be um, a minority? But they came from Jackson State and they came from Tennessee State. So they already have the, um, the HBCU experience. They have the um, the confidence. Like when you go to HBCU, that it builds your confidence. I don't care what anybody says. It makes you feel comfortable being you. It makes you feel comfortable being unapologetically black. Un- like just so authentic and just so beautiful like it's nothing else like it i'm gonna stop talking because i feel like i've been talking for a while i'm gonna let maya speak a little bit because yeah i just get so passionate about the topic but i'm gonna let maya go no i definitely understand like this is my type of this is my type of conversation um like you said i went to a high school that eventually over time became predominantly black but it still had its very strong rooted you know caucasian culture Mm-hmm. So with that being said, being from Memphis, the only schools that you basically heard about were University of Memphis, UT Knox, and UT Chat. Like those were like the main options for schools. I had to find out about HBCUs on my own. Like mm-hmm. if it was not for 
honestly, God bless social media. Because if it was not for social media, I would not have known half of the HBCUs that I was aware of when it was time for me to apply for schools. Literally. The entire, um, that entire application process where you were able to apply for 35 HBCUs with one application, like literally would have wow. not found that unless it was for Twitter. It's sad that you go to these schools and they don't promote anything that could cater to African-American students. Um, there are schools in Memphis that do cater to that. Mm-hmm. Type of, like that type of education, that type of those types of institutions, which I feel like should be everywhere. But yeah. that's just not the case. And having to figure that out on my own kind of was it kind of disheartening. Was, yeah, it was it was. And it's it's literally it feels good to see all of these students that are doing the decision day and you just see straight HBCUs because it's like literally. something is something is going right, you know? Like we're we're making a difference, we're making a change. We're seeing we're showing students that you know, hey, coming to HBCU, you know, is good, if not even better than going to another type of school right so stuff like that like it makes me happy to see that students are becoming more open to going to institutions that aren't you know just you know sec schools or schools that have good football teams you know right and also seeing students you know commit to hbcus exactly that's 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 an amazing feeling honestly no literally and that actually brings me to my next topic that i want to talk about if we, as a black community, stop allowing our our youth to believe that the only way you're gonna make it out, the only way you're gonna go and be pro, is if you uh if you go to SEC school, if you go to an ICC school, if you go to basically anywhere outside the SWAC, anybody outside of the MEAC, anybody wait, is ICC is that is that ICC? I don't know my conferences y'all. All I know is SWAC and SEC, <laughs> but. That's besides the point. All I know is we need to start encouraging our kids to go to um, these HBCUs simply because if all of our Black youth and all of their talent come to these HBCUs, then scouts will have to come. Then money will have to come. Period. And that's going to be better for us as a community, better for the schools, and better for the kids because not only are they around their people growing in their sport, but also around the people growing personally yeah so that's what it is for me i mean like as we've as we've seen over time no one is going to help us build ourselves except for us literally so if we are keeping things in-house if we're keeping things you know within our within our community we have no choice Mm -hmm. but to rise up because as you see majority of the sports they contain african-american people literally so if we're forcing them to come to our communities, we're forcing them to be like, hey, we're going to HBCU. So if you want me, you got to come look at me at HBCU. There's nothing mm-hmm. they can do about it except come to that HBCU because the talent, exactly. is, the talent is there. That's not questionable. But what you, decide, it never has been. what you decide to do with your talent and where you decide to take your talent is purely on you. Mm-hmm. You speaking that. You speaking that. Because they need to know. And do. But I completely agree with Maya, like, y'all, like, y'all have to, like, y'all little brothers, y'all little cousins, y'all, y'all best friends, like, y'all have to start encouraging them to come to our institutions, because that's literally the only way our institutions will be better. Um, 
y'all want better equipment like and that's another thing this is and i might step on a few toes but i feel like this you don't want to suffer having a few bad pieces of equipment um our ancestors literally rioted they literally marched they literally uh, and, and hold on, take it back. Let me go back. Who says the equipment is even bad? Like, I don't know if I don't play sports. I don't think the equipment is bad because I know when it comes to our school, we don't play about our sports. So our sports are pretty decent. Like, our sports equipment, I'm pretty sure, is pretty decent. But going back, it may not be, you know, we may not have what, um, I don't know, Crimson Tide, that's Alabama something. Uh, we may not have what they have. We may not have what Mississippi State has. But at the same time, we still have something that's worth it. You know what I mean? So, you know, you want to have some equipment that may be the same equipment, but a little bit better than what you had in high school because, you know, you don't want to make it better for the people behind you. Then that, to me, that's a slap in our, um, our predecessor's face to me. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that because, yeah, we don't have those things, but we're not going to get those things if we keep going to other institutions. Exactly. We're not going to get the funding that we want to have unless we go somewhere where we're forced to be like, bring the funding here. Literally. But, you know, um, a lot of people don't understand that our voice, like, literally matters like it does a lot people think that oh you're just saying that no like your voice what you do where you go all of that matters like you deciding to go to you know Alcorn instead of going to Ole Miss that means that it's money being taken from that school to a school to HBCU meaning that we would have to get more funding so if you, I don't know if I'm getting lost in the thoughts, but if you take if you take black students from these PWIs and you put them in these HBCUs, this is doing nothing but forcing the government, or it should force the government, but that's another conversation for another day. Uh, it should force the government to put more money into these institutions. Why should um, Ole Miss get, let's say, $50,000 more than Jack, and I know it's way more than that. Why should they get $50,000 more than JSU? Uh, and all corn whenever they have half the population. You see what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, yes. Anything else you want to add, Miss Mama? Not on that one. Well, do you want to say, you want to bring up a new topic? Really? You said something that caught my attention a good little minute ago. Um, this is more so for women. Mm-hmm. Because you brought up the topic of, um, you know, being a black woman and being, you know, a part of the minority. Mm -hmm. As a black woman myself, we face twice the amount of, you know, um, we face twice the amount of prejudice. Mm -hmm. Because not only are we black, but we're black women. So with that being the case we have to work twice as hard for everything that we want Mm -hmm. to do and with being at an HBCU I can say that every opportunity that I've had has been nothing 
but beneficial towards the fact that I am a black right. woman. You know, um, I have friends that are at PWIs or friends that attend, you know, just institutions that are not HBCUs. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, oh, yeah, I'm going to an HBCU law summit. And they're like, what's that? I didn't hear I didn't hear anything about that. You know, because that's things that were offered and catered to, especially for HBCU. Exactly. So it's like, and then even with that, I was able to network with acting attorneys that came from HBCUs. Mm -hmm. I was able to interact with other HBCU pre-law students and, you know, learn about their institution and how their institution has helped them get to here. You know, not even just with law, with almost every single field of study at Jackson State there is going to be something offered to you to make sure that once you leave Jackson State, you have a job secured. And as a black woman, that is so beneficial. That's so beneficial because already already being a woman, we're already seen as, mm-hmm. oh, she can't do what this man can. And then adding being a black woman on top of that. Right. Being a, it's, 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 it's a sad fact, but it's the fact. Hello. Um. Okay, y'all. Mhm. Actually, been facing. Uh, oh, can you hear me now? Okay, because yes. Um, my phone has been getting hot a lot lately. So, um, I think it's getting ready to black out. So, before it black out, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode off. Uh, before no, I end it, though, I, that am all good. I just want to say. thank you for having me. No problem. Y'all, for y'all who don't know, I literally call and text and see Maya for anything. Like, literally... I could anything could happen. And is I'm like, girl, let me call Maya because she gonna know what to say. Like she gonna know what to do. And it's like to have a friend like that means the world to me. Y'all know for y'all who know me for real, y'all know I'm an emotional person. But when it comes to showing emotion, it be a little weird. But it's never weird when it comes to um like Maya and Lex and Lindsay and some more of my friends or whatever. Don't feel mad if I didn't miss your name because y'all know I got bad memories, so I don't play. But all jokes aside, I really appreciate Maya, everything she's done for me. Um, and I appreciate her coming on this show and really opening up and becoming more vulnerable to an audience that she may not know. Um, and also for it those is. who don't know, she's also part of the Maya Squad. So if you ain't the Maya Squad, then what you doing? No, I'm just playing, but I'm not playing. Um, but yes, I really, really, really appreciate you. Um, yes. So, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead in this episode. Um, I hope you guys will be here next week and the week after that and the week after that until I'm done with podcasts. But I am so grateful for every single one of you. You guys are literally what make me. You guys are my brand. You guys are my support system. You guys are my pod. So, I really appreciate you. I am so thankful for you. And I don't know what I would do without you guys. So, with that being said, I'm going to sign out. 
Fica.